Chris is no exception. Yeah, he's a fun kid, and uh, he's been with us for a couple years, just getting on the field really this year for the first time. and uh, It's been a great addition to our program. He's, he's you know, talking about fountains about and drains, and you know, that little saying in our program. Is, he's a fountain. He's a fun kid. He works hard. Uh, he's a guy that you know, kind of rubs off on everybody else in a good way with the way that he works. And, and uh, you know, are, are, we're excited Don't about think all right, welcome to the Life Can't Guard You podcast. I'm here with Chris Oliver, as I would call him, Coach O, head coach of Georgetown College Tigers. It's a blessing to have you on, Coach. Yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. Uh, appreciate the invitation, man. It means a lot. Yes, sir. I'm just pumped to have you on. Uh, the the intro, if you listen to the last episode, it's uh, one of uh, the Coach O talks with uh, – you talking about me on there so it's pretty awesome it's one of my favorite things <laughs> well it's fun to talk about uh, guys who are you know hard workers and and who want to be coached and and all that good stuff man so uh that, that that's funny it's, it's a small world for sure yes sir it's awesome uh we can start off with the first question and uh how you got to where you are now and uh what was your first coaching opportunity yeah well i mean I got to this point in my career, I'm now 42 years old. Um, I'm going into my 14th season as a head coach uh, at the college level. So, awesome. I mean, to be my age and to be going into year 14 is is really unusual. Um, so, I mean, I, I would say that I've been really fortunate uh, to, to be in some good spots. The Lord has blessed me with opportunities and you know, just uh, being in places where we've been able to be successful and, and continuing to uh, move forward in the profession. Um, you know, and, and like, you know, going back and saying, how do you get to this spot? Well, I mean, the, the first thing when I go way back, I mean, in order to get that first head coaching position uh, at Lindsey Wilson is, is, you know, I was at Ohio Dominican University. I was an assistant coach uh, and I, I worked for a guy named Dale Carlson who, allowed me to to add the offensive coordinator title and uh, you know really gave me more responsibility than I probably had earned at that point but that's just the kind mm-hmm. of guy he was and then we recruited somehow we recruited a really really good quarterback uh named Chris Reiser and honestly like you do all the coaching in the world and but when you have you know, when you have great players, uh, you know, just good things happen. And, and Chris was a special type of guy, came in. We, we won a lot of games. Uh, he was a big part of that. He wasn't the only part of that, uh, but he mm-hmm. was a big part of it. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden we're, we're breaking records on offense and, and winning games and, and doing those things. And, and, you know, I've got an opportunity to – to interview to, to be the head coach at a few places and then ended up, you know, being hired as the head coach at, at Lindsey Wilson College when I was 27 years old, which is wild. Um, so it's just been, you know, full, you know, kind of full craziness and, and just so blessed really with opportunities from, from the Lord and, and, and being around great people. But uh, my first real, you know, coaching opportunity is was as a student coach at Ohio State and uh, yeah. being around being around coach Tressel and and you know the the Buckeyes program right when coach Tressel started and you know I look back on that I mean I I had no clue what I was doing 
I was just trying to be around and absorb as much info as possible. And, you know, we're all still learning in this profession. Uh, I, I still learn things every day and every season and, and new techniques and, and new schemes. But I mean, I look back on that time was I had, I had no clue, man, what I was doing and just, you know, right. trying to be around a, a great program, learning football. I was helping out with tight ends, a student coach in the tight ends room. And uh, I think the biggest takeaway, though, was was not X's nose or anything like that. It was just really how Coach Tressel ran that program, and he was such a details guy. Uh, and that you know that just stuck out to me. I was thinking the other day he used to walk around practice, and he would keep a little voice recorder in his back pocket. And really, anything that would come up at practice where he felt like there was a note you know, an opportunity to get better, a quality control type of situation. Mm-hmm. You'd see him pull that recorder out of his back pocket. This is pre-iPhones now, okay? So oh, yeah. Mind. You know, he would pull that voice recorder out of his back pocket. He would just talk to himself. You'd have no clue what he was saying because he was just saying it to himself in the voice recorder. Mm-hmm. And then he would, he would hit stop and he'd put it back in his pocket. And then, you know, four or five minutes later, he does it again. And as the head coach now, I look back and I'm like, oh, I know what he was doing. He was just looking for ways to get better on all the details and like, awesome. hey, hey, you know, make this adjustment to this, uh, to this drill. Uh, hey, talk to somebody about this. Um, I mean, so even though I didn't get to hear what he was saying, I know what he was saying because that's the type of man he is and the details guy. So that was such an impactful time for me in my life. Uh, well, well above and beyond anything X's knows. That is awesome. And uh, I just know from my time, you know, me and even uh, maybe a couple other guys that played for you or at Lindsay were older guys. You that weren't your typical seven or 18, 19, 20-year-old guys were up in our 24, 25 years old playing yeah. for you. So I, I felt like I absorbed so much now that I'm coaching from you and I'm taking a, a lot of my – like thought process and things I want to be and take when I'm a head coach one day into what I've learned from you. So I know you taught me so much in my playing time for you. And uh, I feel like that's going to make me very successful one day when I'm a head coach. But like I, uh, I got things wrote down right here that I think about when I uh. think about coach O is let me talk about discipline at Lindsay all the time. Like just making the easy things easy, which is like, all that stuff adds up to being successful, uh, going to class, being to class, uh, being to meetings early, being to, to practice early, uh, being to lifting early, just being a leader, just all those little things that may not seem big to a whole lot of old pro all programs. You made it like a huge deal, but it made it, it made it guys really appreciate the, the formula to success that you had for us, like the pillars to, success that we had like I've never heard of any other school doing that and it's just awesome to see and think about because I mean the stuff you based your program and our team around that's what I that's the culture I want that's the the culture and everything I want to have as a coach I just think you did it the a great way you're a great coach I just learned so much in my time that's not only helped me with coaching and playing at that at Lindsay it was life, that stuff that just ties back to life, that if you do this right, it's going to carry over to how I how I act with my daughter, my family, and friends. It's just 
your impact on me as a player was incredible. And I think a lot of the, the young guys don't even realize how great they had it. And uh, I talk to guys all the time that have left Lindsay or guys that I graduated with or guys that transferred. And we talk about it all the time that there's never been – they said a note to the coach they played for holds a standard like you do. And I know all of us from down to the the least on the team to the highest on the team appreciate the standard you gave to us. And one of the biggest ones you want to know, and it's not just – with you, it wasn't just a game day reference. I want to know was how you handled everything. Yeah. You know, we had a had a uh, interview after a game one time with Cameron and uh, Malachi, and we talked about want to know, and it wasn't just about that game. It was meetings, going one know in meetings, going one know in class, going want to know and how you sleep, <laughs> going yeah. want to know salt your foods, want to know and. It just became a lifestyle, and I think that's one thing that I really – I mean, it's just awesome to think about for me is how you got so many guys that are from so many different backgrounds, so many different life choices to buy into that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, you you, you just unloaded a lot on me right there, man. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, uh, you just got me, uh, you know, thinking about a lot of stuff and – I mean, the thing is, the thing is, Meech, like, that stuff doesn't just happen overnight. It, it's so – sometimes you look back on it in, in hindsight and you almost feel like, hey, well, you know, that coach or that player or that person in life has it all together from the jump. But really, you know, it's all work in progress. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you said something right there about, you know, the way you do everything. Well, I mean, I can tell you, I specifically remember. So here's you. You come into our program in the late teens, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, have this impact. Well, I remember a guy who you don't even know named Pat Doherty, who was mm-hmm. an assistant coach for us, who's now the special teams coordinator at, at Duke University in the ACC. Uh, he was an assistant coach for us. I actually recruited him out of high school back at Ohio Dominican and then hired him at Lindsay and he was there for two seasons as our linebackers coach. Well, I remember him being in his office one day uh, in that house that we were in for offices. And I remember him <laughs> saying to a player, like go, uh, talking about going to class, like, Hey man, the way you do anything is going to be the way you do everything. Meaning if you take a shortcut on these details, then you can't pick and choose the other details that, you know, you are suddenly important to you. And, right. you know, that's an impactful statement. And he may have heard it from someone else. I don't know. It probably did because we all steal stuff in coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember, you know, I'm so I'm probably at that point uh, 29, 30-year-old coach. But, you know, we're in year one and year two of the program. And, you know, here's an assistant coach. I'm hearing him hold a player accountable to that. And all of a sudden that becomes part of what we're doing in the program and that mantra. And I remember right around 2013, 2014 is when we started talking about one and oh, and man, there's a lot of people in college football and sports talking about one and oh right now. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying, I'm not saying we invented it, but I'm saying we were talking about it in that program a lot earlier than, than a lot of other folks. And I do remember specifically at that time, Chip Kelly was the head coach at Oregon, and mm-hmm. their their big thing was win the day. 
you know, and, and, and they were kind of the first to coin that phrase on a major level was win the day, win the day. That was the Oregon thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of made it our own and it took it into going one and zero, and, and, you know, that became just a mantra across the program and across my coaching career. And, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a recipe for success and it's not just football. It's not just athletics. It's, it's life. And, uh, man, I, I appreciate you, you know, just sharing that. Oh yeah. We, we, t- I mean, we as players, we all still got a group chat from Lindsay that we, we talk all the time. And, uh, we, that's a big thing we talk about with that man. Coach O was, he was on us about discipline, but I mean, it just, it's the reason why we were so great. And, I just know, like, there's not a lot of teams that I talk to. Like, if I have buddies that play to other NAIA schools that – and I also coach with a guy that went to uh, Cumberland's, and he just thinks, man, some of the stuff y'all went through was crazy. But, like, guys bought into it, and it was just awesome. I tell them about – I mean, the natty season and after, we're up almost – I think every morning almost at least 6.45, 7 o'clock in meetings watching film – Going over the, the scouting of the for the next team, just really going into detail about practice, practice, and then practice habits and practice reps. And there's not a lot of people that do that. I feel like, and that was just a huge advantage for us. I feel like that people didn't really realize the time we were putting in. Yeah, you know, I I think that 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 season, as weird as it was during COVID in the spring. You know, we said it in fall meetings. You know, we got our, our fall season canceled. Here we are sitting around campuses at our level. Uh, all all the, the quote-unquote big boys in the NFL are playing football, and, and none of us are playing. Mm-hmm. And, and we're getting ready to get pushed back to the spring. And I, I just distinctly remember a team meeting. I actually found my meeting notes from this team meeting about a month ago uh, preparing for training camp. And just talking about like, listen, this this time during COVID is going to expose and magnify those who are detail oriented and those who are not detail oriented. And exactly. you know, if, if you are if you are truly about the details, then it is going to slingshot you forward. And if you are not a detail oriented person and program, then it is going to get absolutely exposed. And, you know, we can we can have whatever plans we want as coaches and leadership, and that, that's important. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you don't have the guys who are actually doing it buy in, then it, it doesn't matter. And, and, I mean, you and your teammates bought in. I mean, you guys are the ones doing it. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, I appreciate your kind words about, you know, me as the head coach and all that stuff. But, man, head coaches get too much credit, man. It's, it's, it's about – it's about the, the guys that are out there doing it. And, uh, I mean, you guys bought into that vision. You were invested. We asked a lot of you, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot, was a lot of hard off. work, but it was a lot of fun. Paid off really good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just, I, I'm just so, so blessed for that time I had because I met some of my best friends, got oh, to play yeah. with some great players. I mean, I think back to, I mean – I mean, got guys like Dukes, got guys like Josh Lewis, T. Cole. I mean, my my brother Noel, I mean, yeah. JB. I mean, there's so many. I mean, so many good guys on that team. L.J. Bowman. Oh noodles. man, I mean, yeah, just dudes, dudes everywhere. But then also not. I mean, 
listen, it's, it's easy to talk about, you know, LJ and, and, and Rob Carter and, and right, Rob. Cam, Cam Dukes and, and those guys. But think about how many guys just execute roles behind the scenes, quote unquote, you know, like they right. are just, you can absolutely not win without so many other guys. And there's way more guys that were role players that may not have been all conference. It may not have, you know, been guys that were uh, as known uh, via name that were every bit as important in those roles. That's one of the awesome parts about football. You know, it's just, you know, football is its own thing, man. It's just so different than any other sport. And if you want to win a championship and, and be that caliber of team, then, you know, it takes so many guys behind the scenes that are still huge impacts on your team that, you know, may not stick out the same. That sacrifice is very unique in our sport. Takes everybody. Absolutely. Takes everybody. So we'll go and, on to and, and yeah, your brother. We gotta come back to your brother. We yes. gotta talk about that knucklehead or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Got, I that's a guy that he I tell Noel all the time because and he he won't mind me saying it. He fa- he fell victim to the standard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, I mean, he had his foot up. He had my foot up his rear end a lot. Uh, exactly, coach thrower. Uh, I mean, <laughs> man, but man, it was a lot of fun. And I, I was listening uh, to your first episode, and you guys were talking about us leaving Noel at the, at the <laughs> Taco Bell after the national championship game. And that's, I mean, I'm going to be telling that story on my deathbed someday. That's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. But I think the crazy part to that, 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 oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing we went one to know for sure. You got uh, that right. But I think the you know the funny part I think about is is as silly as this sounds, like me and you and your brother and other people playing Fortnite together, oh. like during COVID and beforehand, and there's not a lot of college football coaches who would like to say, oh, yeah, I play some video games here and there. Uh, and I'm not a huge gamer by any means. Believe me, when this new college football finally comes back out, I'm going to be all about it. You'll be back. And, and But I play I play some Fortnite with my son, and that's about it. But, I mean, I remember me and you and, and Noel playing Fortnite when it first came out. Yes. And Noel being like, yeah, I want to come back to college. We're like on the mics. He's like, oh, I want to come back to college. I want to come back to Lindsay or, or come to Lindsay. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll that'll really happen. You know, that's, <laughs> I'm like, sure, man. Like, okay, we'll, we'll do it. And all of a sudden he ends up in the program. He gets out there. And, I mean, next thing you know, he's, you know, scoring a touchdown in the national championship game like two years later. It's just it's like – awesome. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so fun. It's so funny. And those are the types of memories you got, you know, oh, not, yeah. just, not just the winning, but all those relationships, man. And I, I talk about that uh, with Dukes, too, on the, uh, the first episode. Uh, just talk, talking about times like I remember with playing we, to help with recruiting. We had a, a game night with me, you, Dukes, and Coach Thower and Bird. <laughs> I mean, just think back to that time, like, we have a – I mean, we go through practice. We go through meetings. You know, we have class. And then after a hard practice, we're all relaxing at night. I mean, how many coaches do you know that can are comfortable enough to – or players are comfortable enough to call their coach and say, hey, Coach O, let's hop on Fortnite or text Coach O and say, let's get on Fortnite. And you, you hop on and it's like it goes to a, a whole different, like, setting of 
hey, I'm not going to get chewed out if I get downed right here. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we're just on there having so much fun. And I yeah. felt like that just built so much team camaraderie and trust between the coaches and the players where, like, I mean, that just built relationships right there that, hey, I can I can feel – I feel free and I feel good that I can call my head coach and almost any time of the night and just, hey, let's get, hop on the game. I remember one time I played with you and Dukes and Bird to, like, it's probably like 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> during, <laughs> during the spring. <laughs> oh yeah i mean I, I think it's so important that it, every level of, of athletics though i mean one you got to have fun i mean mm-hmm. you got to have fun but but kids players want to be held accountable and, and be held to a standard and i think when they can be held to a standard and truly know that that you care about them and that you you want what's in their best interest as a person when you can do both of those things and be sincere about it, I think that goes such a long way. You know, every every everybody's got to be their own person. You know, every, every every arrow is a little bit different. You know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Uh, but, man, when you can be yourself and you can care about each other and, and you can also hold each other to a standard when you're not meeting that and you can take that, coaching like a like an adult i mean man now you got you got a chance to do something special exactly and we and we got that done and i can't harp on enough i'm i'm so blessed to play on that team so blessed well we were we were all all blessed by it, man it's a it's especially catch lightning in a bottle like that and you know a special special time and you know i i hope that you know i hope that i have the opportunity to to do that multiple more times, but man, to, to do it once in a life is, is uh, pretty unbelievable. Well, I, I see it. I see it coming here, here soon for the Georgetown Tigers. I, I have, I have a lot of faith in your standard and how you go about your business. And you put the right guys around you, like coach Thower and coach Dam, like great coaches, great guys too. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. I mean, high, high quality guys, high character guys. And, you know, we're trying to trying to put our own spin on it, and our, our our young men are, you know, really buying in and supporting us. So we're we're excited about what the future holds. That's awesome. Uh, move on. We'll move on to the next question, uh, Coach. What adversity have you faced in your life that you didn't let guard you from the success that you have now? Well, man, I mean, I, mean, I could probably go on and on with with. Uh, you know, different examples. I mean, but w- with regards to the, the bulk of this conversation with football and just being, mm-hmm. you know, a coach, I mean, for us, Meech, like we went in, in in 2010. And so it was our first season. We're almost all freshmen across the board. Uh, I'm a first time head coach, um, you know, and we went five and six, which honestly was probably better than almost anybody would have predicted for us. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the second year we went seven and three. So all of a sudden you're like leaving this year into year three. And, I mean, if you win five games and then seven games, well, people start naturally assuming, well, I mean, what's the next step? You know, eight, nine, ten, better. conference championship, <laughs> this and that. And well, what do we do? You know, we go three and eight uh that that third year and uh i mean i think there were a lot of factors with that uh just 
you know, one, we probably didn't deserve to win five and seven the year before, but we must have been living right and some things went our way. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then all of a sudden we just, you know, we just took a big step back as a program. And I think we, we got in our own press clippings. I don't think we, we worked nearly as hard and with as much attention to detail, probably just assuming that, well, you know, year two, we won seven. So year three, you know, we'll just take that next step. And it just, we had a setback. We just did not handle adversity well. So it was a real gut check moment for me, you know, as a coach. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden we're year three and, you know, we're like 15 and 17 as a program after, you know, winning, you know, seven games year two. And you're like, okay, well, that's a, that's a big step back. And, and it was just, it was just complete gut check time for me as a head coach of, okay, of like, Okay, what am I going to be about? And I think that all the stuff that that you got used to when you came into the program, I think that really started to crystallize and come together uh, from that mm-hmm. 2013 and 14 point on. And, and, you know, 2013 was much better, you know, not just a better season, but a better team. I think I was a better head coach. I think that adversity helped me develop who I was and what I really was about and the things that I was going to really hold accountable to. So that's why I say like at the, at the beginning of the conversation, I said that, you know, those are things that develop over time. I mean, that, that's what I, you know, really look back on. Like, you know, I got my teeth kicked in and we had that tough time and, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, we, we come back in 2013 and we're, we're competing for real. And then 2014, we win our first conference championship first of, you know, what became five, you know, or there in, awesome. that, in that short time frame. So to me, that adversity uh, was really tough. Is a, is, so I was at that point, I was 31, I think. So, you know, 31 and that, that three and eight season in our third year. I mean, that was, that was just a tough one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think that looking back on that, when you fast forward to what happened with, you know, well, there's a time when we're like, what we go like 35 and two over the course of three seasons. Yeah. Uh, you know, win a national championship, two trips to the semifinals, two other trips to the semifinals. Like those are ridiculous numbers. Uh, ridiculous. It, and, but when you rewind that back to like 2012 and you say, we, Hey, we were three and eight and we were, you know, we had big heads. We were conceited. We didn't work hard. We weren't detailed. Like you got to be able to handle those times, and there's going to be peaks and valleys. And for me, mm-hmm. as a, for me as a head coach, that was a, a a big time valley. But I wouldn't trade it now for anything because that time put the pressure on me to define who I was as a head coach and what I was going to be about. Uh, you know, and that was the catalyst for us moving the program forward in a big way. That's awesome. And I, I think about with uh, adversity I, I faced being uh, at Lindsay, just the start, the time starting out when I transferred in, I was having a hard time understanding the plays, you know, when I got moved to offense. And, I mean, I just – I think from just listening to really – like, I, you know, some of these 18-year-old kids, 19-year-old kids, I, I don't know sometimes if they're just truly listening when – uh, their coach is speaking, you know, they're tired, they're tired, things are going on. They're, they're freshmen in college, so they're, they're living it up, you know, but like, 
I'm an older guy, so like when you talked, I would just really focus in just about really the how you do everything, how you do anything, how you do everything. Like I just remember like that first season I was there, not really playing, and then I just I was like, you know what? I'm really I'm really gonna buy into this learning from the guy in front of me. And I and I always say this, Jay Godlock was such a great teammate to me because he didn't make it about like, oh, this guy's really coming from my spot. He made it about, I'm gonna help you grow, Meach. Like I'm gonna help you become a better player. So yeah. we both can so we both can ball. So I, I really learned a lot from Jay Godlock just on doing things. And then Jay also taught me a lot of things that <laughs> you probably don't need to do is by keeping a keeping a hunt route at a post when you know it's supposed to be big. <laughs> but yeah. uh, Jay was a great player, but I just think about and my time there, I was always I, – I think you could probably say as well, I was always hungry. Even though if I was a starter, I was hungry for more and hungry to be the best player I could be at all times. And I think I, I got that mindset. I mean, I, I've always had that, but I think I got a little more from you just watching you and Coach Stower work. You know, I just got so hungry for more. Yeah, I mean, it, and the fun thing is, like, Coaching guys like you who want to be coached and who want to to know how you can improve, I mean, that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, that's that's a testament to you, and I think we had a lot of guys like that. Yes, sir. Um, that, that's, such a, that's such a fun thing. And, I mean, the other thing, too, like, I mean, you, if, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you and Eddie Davis came in at the same time. And yeah. You, you both had position changes pretty early on. I mean, admittedly, you were playing – uh, positions that first that first time that you really didn't want to be in, um, yeah. you know, and, and ended up uh, switching and and uh, you know it was they were good position changes for both of you. But I mean, I think both of you guys came in and you know just kept battling and kept working and and all of a sudden you know had a change of position and and uh, you know things worked out great. Uh, but yeah, and, and Jay Godlock, I mean, it's so fun for me to to think about Jay's growth, uh, not just as a football player. I mean, dang, mm-hmm. what, what a great football player. But, you know, just growth is, is you know, a teammate and in, in, in the program and, you know, growing from a guy that was uh, a lot about his touches early on to, you know, just a full team guy. And like you said, like, you know, you know, just bringing you along. And don't get me wrong, Jay always wanted his touches. Who doesn't? You know, a wide receiver. Who doesn't? Who, yeah. who doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> But just, you know, that growth and, and that. And I mean, fun, real quick, funny Jay story. So we're watching, <laughs> we're watching Jay's video. And, and like, this is enough years ago. Like, Huddle was just starting to come in. But I mean, internet recruiting was just really starting to pick up. And we turn on Jay's highlight video. And I'm like, who is this quarterback? <laughs> like, on the third play, like, they run a stick route. And I'm like, okay, that's a great route by this Jay Godlock guy. But who's this quarterback? It's Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Yeah. yeah like, I'm like, all right. I'm like Googling. I'm like, all right. Gainesville High School, Georgia quarterback. Okay, he's Deshaun Watson. He's committed to Clemson. Okay, all right. Okay, got it. Uh, that's enough. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, I remember, like, right away on Jay's Godlock – or on Jay's vid- uh, video, like – Press pause after three plays and let's Google who this quarterback is. Let's get him here if we can, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. 
That's awesome. And that's just, and that just goes back to the culture and the standard. Like I just, even guys like Rob bringing people around, bringing people along, like we're trying to motivate guys to get in the cold tub and then it started working. That's just, <laughs> there's so much things from that, the culture from that you had at Lindsay that just, I mean, just, I could talk for hours about just the things we, we did. And, and then I'm going to touch on one of our final things is one of my favorite memories and it sucks when you go back and you and you're actually doing it. But a, a lot of us guys really loved SAQs. Like just like it's it's such a hard time that it really helps us grow. Like just how hard it was. I mean, just going from the towel pushes to the L drill to Coach Thor with the ladders sprinting through, jumping, touching the backboard, sprinting around to Coach Carter going absolutely insane with the uh, suicides. I mean, he's killing us. And then you get to Coach K with the bags. And then receivers, we finished out with Coach Norm at the change of direction. Yeah. And then we, and then you got to the absolute worst – it's, it's a punishment. I don't care what <laughs> nobody's punishment. The perfect tens and suicides are just killer. Like, I just yeah. think about those times, and I remember – I'd always get fired up right before just trying to motivate guys. And there's, and I wasn't the only one. There's guys getting guys pumped up. Such a, a hard time. But, I mean, after getting that national championship, it really shows you, like, man, that, that work paid off. Like, it paid off for the, the the greatness of all of us. Like, yeah, I just think about all the time. Like, we're on probably rep number 17 of Perfect 10, and we've only got three that counted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it you know I, I don't want to give away uh all the state secrets you know but oh yeah, but yeah. you got you guys have been there but i mean you, you know that like and i would say this a million times and, and our guys here have heard me say it all your teammates have heard me say it a ton like it's no secret like everybody in the country is going to go do some type of winter conditioning right uh everybody's gonna get up early in the mornings a few days a week and go do something and, and talk about how they're grinding and how they're working hard like so getting up and just doing stuff doesn't make you different and doesn't make you special right uh, how are you gonna do it how are you gonna go about your business and, and you sat in a couple of meetings there's a couple of times where I cherry picked some stuff on social media that I saw other programs do. Yeah. And we sat as you know, we sat there as a team and we showed some good examples and we showed some not so good examples. And we let the video speak for itself. And, exactly. You know, it was like, okay, I mean, we can say we're getting up and, and we're gonna start at five fifty nine and, and we're gonna, you know, yeah, we got up and we sweated and we did that. Or did we work like champions, you know, and, and mm -hmm. um, I think there's a big difference in that mindset and, you know, you and your teammates were held to a standard that was, you know, that was very high. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the highest in the country, but it was very high. And, and, and if there was, you know, if there was any slacking off on, on that standard with the attention to detail, then we were going to try and bring it to our attention and fix it. And, and that to me is something that we take pride in. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, if you, if you were making it through those in our program, then, then you were, you know, you were working at a high level and then we're going to turn around and grade you on it and let you know what we That's, think about what you did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you I, I used to be so, so I'd be pumped. To, I'm like, I, 
I got a plus. I remember it was uh, my last two SAQs, I got two minuses. Or not minuses, I got two uh, zeros. Zero. And I was, oh, I'd be so fired up. I'd go straight to Coach Thor. I'd be like, how I get a zero, man? He said, uh. you didn't strain. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, one rep, one rep. He said, we got you on like rep. Rep four or something on the uh, on suicides. You get straight to the line on one rep, so you got zero. I was like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, man. <laughs> and you know what? And and you wouldn't change it. You know, you 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 just absolutely none of us would change it. You know, the, the nope. The time we invested in going those, you know, taking those extra steps, going the extra mile, and trying to be accountable to each other. Um, you know, and and just build that into what we were doing and. Man, it's just uh, it's it's so so fulfilling when it comes together. Yes, yeah, sir. It w- that really was. Um, touching on this last question, what's your favorite LWC memory? Well, I mean, for sure, I mean, winning the winning the national championship. It's just, I mean, it's tough to top that, right? I mean, right. And you know, I remember like I, I don't care about <laughs> saying this. Like we're we're at, at, outside the locker room. Uh, one of the quarterbacks, you know, passed out cigars, you know, and we're just, yeah. we're standing out back of the, the locker room and, and Grambling, Louisiana, Ruston, Louisiana. And, and like mm-hmm. all of us are just sitting there smoking a cigar outside the, you know, the back locker room by the bus. And it's awesome. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to top that, but um, you know, there's just, so many, so many special memories, Meech. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, again and again, and you know, obviously, it's it's hard to top when you when you win a national championship. But let me give you like one example of like a hundred and fifty or two hundred that I could probably give you. Yeah, like um, I was talking to a young man the other day and had to had to put my foot up his rear end a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just. A guy being a freshman, you know, freshmen are going to be a freshman. I tell all those guys, like, I'm going to love you a lot more when you're a sophomore, but right now you're a freshman. (laughs) Um, You know, just a guy being a knucklehead and needed a little bit of foot up his his rear and a little bit Mm -hmm. of love. And uh, the the guy I thought about, and he won't mind if I mention him, uh, is Romy Dukes. Yeah. Um, You know, Romy was a guy that, my foot was up his rear end a lot early on. And Romy, uh, when Romy and I talk to each other, man, like we say, he says, coach, I love you. And I said, Romy, I love you, brother. Like, I mean, it is, it is legit. You know, we got a special relationship, but you know, when Romy graduated, uh, it was right after, you know, I had, had taken the the position here at Georgetown Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there and I knew it was graduation day and, and you know, Romy FaceTimes me, and like who pops up on my phone? Romy Dukes FaceTime. Romy Dukes. And, and you know, so I take it, and here's Romy with his family. He's in his graduation cap, and you know, just like so proud. You know, so happy. He, he had come so far from a just mm-hmm. a, as, a, as a man. You know, let alone football. You know but just as a man and in in his growth and you know there's a guy that that we went round and round he he got right he busted his butt you know just mm-hmm. a great great 
dude graduates just huge success story and as much as having a national championship ring you know in the box is awesome and and that those memories you know it's tough to top that single thing it's stuff like that Romy Duke's FaceTime uh and on and on and on I could give you a million examples I mean it, man that's what it's about and the older I get Meech I mean, mm-hmm. the more the more that that is what this is about, and I didn't understand that fully when I was a young guy, um, but it 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 is real, and uh, so that's a long winded answer, but you know that that's it's awesome, it's about, man. Yes, sir, it's awesome. I uh, want to touch on this real quick, and we talk about that national championship team, like the the starting receivers, and that for that team were me. Josh Lewis and Terrell Cole, dog, all, <laughs> all, all prep team guys that on the on the at one time at one yeah. point in time together. Yeah, we're all breaking. I remember breaking huddle for prep team with them them two beside me. Like it's crazy to think about the process and yeah, what we it, did. It, and you know, I, I I used that example the other day. I was like, hey, we got a guy that used to play for me is is playing in the you know CFL Canadian Football League right now and. Yes. You know, yeah, he was national champion and conference player of the year and, and all these accolades, but guess what? He was on the prep team, you know, to, you know, I mean, it's just one of the hardest workers I know. Yeah. I mean, and, and that, I mean, not everybody has that path, but when you, when you go down that path and you, um, you know, just, just pay those dues and go through those trials and tribulations, man, then you come out stronger and, Mm-hmm. And that that builds backbone and that builds character and and man it's 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 awesome but yeah some dogs on our prep prep receivers down there <laughs> it's um, crazy think about yeah man that's some some dudes right there with the three of you yes sir appreciate that coach uh, I just want to thank you again thank you so much for uh, coming on to the the podcast and taking time out of your busy schedule I know yeah I mean you got a lot going on with getting ready to have a game here soon, right? About eight days. Yeah, we're, we're, we're eight days out and, and yeah. we gave our guys off tonight and, and tomorrow and, and, you know, we're in, we're in game week. So you know, game we're getting, mode. getting ready to rock and roll. Heck yeah, coach. Well, I just want you to know how appreciative, how appreciative I am of you for giving me not only the opportunity to play at Lindsey Wilson for you, but giving my brother the same opportunity. I mean, we can't, we can't ever thank you enough for all you did for us. And I can't thank you enough for all you've done for me in my time of playing. Uh, can't thank you for enough for allowing me to – I mean, I've took your standard and applied it to how I coach and how I want to be. So, just really want to uh, let you know I love you, Coach, and I thank you for all – everything you've done for me. Yeah, well, I, I love you, man. And, and as much as you think I've, I've done for you, uh, I, can, I can say the exact same. Uh, I feel the same way, and, and it is a two-way street, man. Yes, sir. Well, Coach, I hope you have a, a great season and, and good luck. I'm I I want I'm not going to say I I'll just say it. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. You <laughs> you you got your alma mater, man. That's your all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, know, I, I, I got know where you're I, at. Yeah, I I know <laughs> I, I know you're you and Coach Thower and uh, Coach Dam going to be up to great things here soon. I yeah. Good luck, Coach, and I love you, and uh, appreciate you having having you on the show. All right, brother. Great to talk with you. Yes, sir, Coach. Have a good one. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast. Just want to take a quick second to shout out our sponsors. Sponsor for the week is Christy Mize at Simply Bank. We want to thank you for your sponsorship. If you have any banking needs, Simply Bank is your bank. Tell them that Christy Mize sent you and she'll take care of the rest. Thank you, Mom. We love you. Thank you for listening to the podcast.